Hey there, friends. Long time no talk. Man, I I haven't recorded anything or posted anything in about a month. And that's not because I didn't want to. It's just because things have gotten super crazy around here. And so I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about it uh, because I feel like it affects everyone. What, I, what I'm going through, I guess, right now. Uh, you might not be in the exact same situation, but this like underlying message or lesson from everything applies to everyone. So um, I'll just start by saying that, okay, a month ago, well, you guys know I've been talking about um, we bought some property and we're going to build a house and put some RV hookups and get like our garden ready and get ready for what's coming, which has not slowed down the uh the great reset is full steam ahead so it's it's kind of crazy especially considering the fact that about a month ago we got a quote for framing well i should preface this by saying that trying to build a house uh this in during this time in in the world it has not been fun it's been a nightmare all the way through and just getting people to respond to you, to even say, yes, I'll give you a quote was hard enough, let alone getting a quote for certain things. And then, you know, everything is just priced astronomically high. It's, it's unreasonable. What, you know, you used to be able to build a house for cheaper than you could buy one. And now, even with the housing market in a bubble, it's almost like, is it that much cheaper when it's all said and done? I'm not sure it is. So I don't know. It hasn't been fun. It's been stressful the whole time. But then we finally got this framing quote and it was $121,000. Okay. This is a house that's just over 2000 square feet. So, I mean, that's in case you don't know, <laughs> let's see, 10 years ago when my parents built a house, it was over 3000 square feet. And yeah, granted it was 10 years ago, but the cost was 30 grand, 30, 30 grand, 10 years ago. Now it's $121,000. So the prices of lumber have been coming down a little bit since we got that quote, but the fact remains that, um, supply is short. It's, it takes a long time to get anything. I was told by a window and door person, like they're three to four months out right now. So make sure you order you know, your windows and doors three to four months out. And when you're building a house, things need to be timed appropriately because, you know, things are happening in certain steps. So there's that whole added stress to it. Um, it, it's been, it hasn't been fun. So when I got that quote about a month ago, it seems like now maybe it's only been three weeks. I instantly just, I mean, sticker shock. Like it was, kind of a punch to the gut, really. It was like, are you kidding me? So I started, I mean, I'm not going to say I didn't get discouraged because I definitely did. But then I, I started thinking, well, what are other options? Because this, I mean, I, I'm not paying that. We're not paying that. We are not paying that. We are going to have to build. If you picture building a house, you picture building the thing you really want, right? It's like, I'm going to build this thing exactly how I want it. 
Well, if you can't build it exactly how you want it, why even build it? Why not just buy an, another house that's got really cute bones and all kinds of potential and remodel it? Because that's super fun, at least for me. I mean, not everybody is into remodeling. A lot of people want to move into a, a move-in ready house. You know, like, hey, it's beautiful, it's perfect, we love it. Not me. I'm looking to make a house to be unique and cool and what I want. So I do not want a move-in ready house, which is kind of a benefit because, you know, a lot of people buying on the market really do. So that gives me, you know, some more houses um, to choose from that aren't just flying off the market. So anyway, I started looking at houses in Texas and in Florida, and it's like, wow, the prices out there are way lower. And, um, but you know, ultimately it's like, okay, what does God want me to do? And, uh, I've really felt like I didn't, I don't know. Like, like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. My husband doesn't know. We just don't know what's next. So we started looking, you know, up North still in Arizona and all around. And we checked out some spots and, you know, cooler because the greater Phoenix area, even though I'm, you know, Northern and uh, outskirts, it's still really hot. Like we just had this massive heat wave that killed my garden in two days. It's, it's really hot. It's an unsustainable heat. And, you know, when we moved back here from Portland, we forgot, I think, how hot it was. We came back in winter and it was gorgeous out and I could be outside. And I was just thinking, oh yes, this is it. Heck yeah, we're back. We bought this piece of property. And, you know, honestly, there's a lot uh, that goes into, you know, how we bought the property, the intentions and how it kind of morphed into something else. And, and all of a sudden it's like, man, now it's hot. It's unsustainable. It's unlivable. Can, I mean, do we even want to really be here if we got permits to drill a well? But if we didn't hit water, for, for one, we're in the massive drought. And I don't know if you've heard the news, but, but uh, they're, even in Oregon, they're telling people to ration water right now because uh, apparently the chlorine supply, because they use, you know, small amounts of chlorine in the water supply to keep it clean from bacteria and things like that, similar to your pool, but just far, far less chlorine. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. They're, they're having a shortage of that because there's all of these engineered shortages going on right now, right? And so they're saying ration water in a place like Oregon. And of course, you know, rainwater collection, even though people in Oregon do it, is actually illegal. And people have been prosecuted and thrown in jail for doing such a thing. Now, you know, I had a lot of neighbors that were collecting rainwater and it wouldn't stop me from doing it um, because, I don't know, that's... It, how are you going to tell me that I can't collect the thing I need to live from nature that's falling above my house on my property? I mean, I don't know. I'm not trying to promote anything. I just think that that's, I think that's creepy, evil, and wrong, especially in a place like Oregon that receives so much rain. They have plenty of water to spare. But they apparently don't right now because there's all of these engineered shortages. And so don't, you know, don't use too much water. And then, of course, in California... There's been all of these whistleblowers saying that, you know, hey, the reservoirs were full, like the dam, whatever, whatever dam and reservoir, uh, you know, it was full for like seven years. For the next seven years, they'd have had plenty of water. And then all of a sudden, where did it all go? And all these whistleblowers were saying, well, they're releasing water into 
the uh, ocean because they're engineering drought because they control the food, they control the water, they control the people, right? So I guess Washington's having a similar thing. They're saying, you know, uh, Lake Mead is down almost to where hydro, uh, hydro, what are they called? Hydro, whatever, you know, you use the water to create power. Hydro, I can't believe I can't think of the word right now. It's only because I'm recording. As soon as I hang up and I'm re-listening to this, the word's going to come right to me. But um, hydroelectric, duh, right? Is that the word? (laughs) Anyway, um, they're saying, hey, it's getting so low that we're not going to be able to use that as a source of energy anymore. And same with California, right at this peak uh, heat wave coming through. And, and, and I don't know if you heard about this, but in Texas, anyone who had smart thermometers, because the power grid has really been under stress there, because if you don't know, Texas has its own power grid. I think it's ERCOT. And it's mostly run off of clean, green energy, like windmills and solar power. But that really isn't sustainable energy when you're facing things like um, the major freeze that happened when they were you know, seconds away from grid down scenario for months or for this massive heat wave coming through. So clean energy doesn't always equate to enough energy to keep the people alive, uh, which we're learning from Texas. It's, it's great. You'd think that the powers that be who want to turn everything into green energy would be looking at this and saying, okay, all right, maybe we need to readjust our thoughts. But no, they're just pushing full steam ahead because it's not about clean energy. It's about depopulation. But anyway, I am digressing. And um, Oh, so the smart thermometers, anyone in Texas who had a a smart thermometer was, it was being turned down uh, by some central computer by someone else through the internet or turned up rather to 78 degrees. So people were like, why is it so hot in here? Well, (laughs) if 78 degrees is hot, you should feel the inside of the RV. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but we have a 50 amp trailer. It's not a trailer, sorry. It's a motorhome. And so we have, you know, two air conditioning units. We've got like a convection oven, the TV, all kinds of things that can be powered off 50 amps. But we're not plugged into 50 amps. We're plugged into 30. So what that means is we can't run both of our air conditioners at the same time. It'll trip the breaker and everything shuts off for five minutes until it resets. So we can only run one air conditioning unit at a time. So we can really only be in one room at a time. I mean, we can't ever separate rooms because it's boiling hot. I mean, the insulation in an RV is nowhere near what the insulation of a house is. And and really they're not built for extreme temperatures, extreme heats. It was 118 degrees last week. It's not built for that. And it's not built for, you know, extreme colds like negative 40s. Like you're going to freeze to death. So We've been really dealing with this extreme heat in the RV and then, you know, the chance to build went out the window. Like that's obviously put, if it's even going to happen, it's put on hold. And, um, and we've been looking for houses in other locations and there's just nothing on the market that's in our price range that we want, you know, and, the, and things are priced so high now on the market that even things that you have to fix up and put a bunch of money into, like to get all of the datedness out of it, to be a place that you actually enjoy being. I mean, these things have been, what, updated in the 1980s and they're selling for $700,000. 
it doesn't make any sense. And, and we do have a lot of, you know, stipulations for where we want to live. Like, and, and this is what you should be thinking about too when you're thinking about places to live is, you know, can you have chickens and goats? Is there enough room to grow a, like a garden, a huge garden? Temperatures, are they right? Are they extreme? I mean, can you get a well if possible? Is it on septic? As many aspects that can be off grid as possible is, the, is, is where you wanna be, like septic, well, um, some solar power at least, and shade trees, just like a place that's sustainable if everything goes down. Now, I want to, and I hope we live in a world where the good guys are going to prevail and we're not going to experience um, famine and war and power grid down scenarios, but so far, the United States has gotten off pretty clean, right? We've never really had, I mean, except for the Civil War, we've never had war on our own territory. None of us in our lifetimes have experienced war on our own territory. So we think, we, we think it could never happen because we live in this bubble, but that's not reality. You know, other countries experience bombings and crazy things like this all the time like it's a normal thing to live with that kind of uh i don't know weight on your shoulders almost like a burden i would think right well we're we're really approaching that kind of scenario and i don't even think we're approaching it i think we're like at the precipice of war and it's not my uh you know own opinion I don't think I'm that smart I think I listen to people talking who who know what they're talking about and what they're what they're dealing what we're dealing with as a country here and you know it's almost undeniable I have a I think it's crazy how many people are still thinking like getting vaccinated and thinking that this is it's crazy I mean the Fauci emails are out and I don't know you know what what if they're trying to distract us with that you know they knew we were going to find out all this stuff eventually anyway so maybe they're like ding 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 look over here and you know something else is going i mean there's just so many plays happening right now literally we are living on a chessboard right there's there's one side making certain plays and the other side making plays and we're just like hoping that the good guys win and really what we need to be doing is um advocating verbally out loud taking a stand for what's right it's kind of like the fight for our lives and our freedoms right now but i'm i'm just kind of getting off topic a little bit but it's also not off topic because these are the things we're looking at when we're thinking man it'd be great to be into a house you know and i tell everyone prepare as as much as you can with what you've got just do the best you can with where you are right now and we've been preparing as best we can with what we've got, but I'm really, I'm really wanting to get into a situation where I can be fully prepared. Generate, I mean, we've got a generator and storage where I could store more water, more food, where I could really get my garden up and going and start canning. But we have very limited space in an RV. It's really getting hot in there. It's just, it's really hard to navigate the situation that we're in right now. And so I've kind of been dealing with all this and that's one of the reasons I haven't recorded a podcast in a while. And I mean, there's so many things happening. I, I would love to talk about them, but 
today, I guess, ultimately, it's like talking about, you know, trusting in God and having faith in God and, and his timing and his plan for our lives. Because, look, I'm completely, I have no control of the situation we're in. God is in control. He's going to present the opportunity at the right time. And I don't feel like I have any clarity around anything. Like, should we go forward with building? I don't feel like we should. And hey, have you ever felt like you don't know if it's God or if it's you? You know, is this God telling me it's not the right time to build or is it me? Is it me thinking I don't want to live in this heat, in this extreme heat, and we should just buy someone else? Is it me not wanting to go through the tedious process of building a house, especially in this climate? Not, not, not physical climate. Yes, that kind of climate too, but also like just the political climate that we're living in right now. So, I mean, and, and honestly, to get like super vulnerable with you guys or, or open, like more open than I, I'd like to be, but I just, I know people struggle... You know, sometimes when things fall apart, it's not just, oh, oops, now we're hot. We're living in this RV. We can only be in this one room. I mean, I've been, I'm not even joking. I have frozen water bottle that I have to like lay with and rub all over my body to keep me from overheating. The dog is lying there panting. I touch him with the frozen water bottle. Um, we've got a fan circulating on us, but it's just that AC won't keep it cool. Maybe if we could have both of them blasting. I mean, we have put um, those windshield like reflector things up on almost all of the windows except for one now because we need some light in there. I mean, you know, and, uh, and that one doesn't really get blasted by the sun because we've got an awning over there. So most of the windows are covered. I mean, <laughs> we've really done everything we can with what we've got. And <sighs> it's been challenging, but it's not just that. It's like, when you're that hot and you're that kind of defeated feeling, you lose motivation. So I haven't really been, I haven't been recording podcasts. I haven't been working and I couldn't even tell you where I was supposed to start. I mean, I feel like I've gotten out very out of shape because I've stopped going for my jogs in the morning ever since it got hot. I mean, walk slash jog, I would just kind of do both. And I was really building up my endurance and then it got so hot and I'm just, I'm not good in the heat. I mean, some people can handle it. I really can't. Um, you know, it, in the heat in the RV, that's one thing. But in the blazing sun, that, that heat is, you know, amplified. It's weird because, you know, they take the temperature in the shade. If they were to take the temperature in the sun, I wonder what it would say. Probably like one million degrees, you are dead. Anyway, so I feel like everything's kind of fallen apart. And I'm one of those people who I just, I love when, I'm, I mean, this isn't uncommon. We all want to be living our best lives, being our best selves, feeling on top of the world, on top of our game, right? We want to feel in shape. I mean, I love when everyone I know is in that situation. I just, I'm the person who I'm like, yes, oh my gosh, you just got a new job. That's so exciting. Yes, let's get into shape. Like trying to motivate people. And here I am feeling Like I just turned 39 and I mean, it just, it was like all of these things crescendoing into this like complete collapse of Kristen. I just, you know, I just felt like, I know that I want to say I hit rock bottom almost, but like, I know things could get a lot worse and I know I have a lot to be thankful for. Like this is not rock bottom. 
by any means. But I've definitely hit a low level where everything just kind of fell apart. It was out of my control. I, I mean, I even was like not doing my Bible studies every day anymore. And I feel like that had a lot to do with it. Well, I went to church yesterday and kind of been getting back into Bible studies. I, I, I honestly have gotten some... I've gotten my motivation back and I'm like, you know what? I cannot stay in this place. And I'm not trying to just talk about me and like what I'm going through. I just feel like people can really relate to this on like, I want you to be applying what I'm saying to things in your own life, circumstances in your own life, right? Because man, things are just so wild right now. It feels so out of our control and it's so easy to lose control of the few things that you do have control over. Like, how much, like, I just feel like I've gained weight, more weight than I've probably ever gained in my life. And it was probably a combination of things, you know, stress. I Honestly, like, it is a combination of a lot of things. But I'm just like, I cannot continue down this path. And so, you know, the last few days, I've just been doing what I can to get through it. But another thing I realized is, there's that quote, it says... I'm, I'm going to butcher it, but basically the premise was like, hard times make strong men, strong men make good times, good times make weak men, weak men make hard times, hard times make strong. So it's just the cycle, right? It's the never ending cycle. Like you get, you go through hell, you get strong, you get better and you know, things get better and then you get comfortable and, you know, I've gotten too comfortable. I've become, I, I've noticed myself, you know, complaining about the heat. I, why? <laughs> I've been watching The Walking Dead. And I think I'm on season five now, halfway through season five again. And I never finished it the first time around. So this time I'm going to finish it. Um, but I'm looking at them and it's like, I know it's a show. Okay, I get that it's Hollywood. It's a show. It's acting. But, you know, they're not complaining about the heat. They're not complaining about the fact that they're dirty. They're just living, right? It's like, yeah, it's gotten hot in the RV. It has. It's not ideal by any means, but I still have plenty to be thankful for. The fact that we have an RV, that we have it stocked to the brim with everything we need. You know, we've got our dog. We've got each other. My parents are right here. We can pick up and leave. We are in a position to you know, do something when the right um, opportunity presents itself. And so, yeah, there's a lot, you know, that's not perfect and and ideal going on. But I just, what I want to learn from all this is not to become soft and complainy, right? Bruce Lee has that, it's a Bruce Lee quote, pray not for an easy life, but for the strength to endure a difficult one. And that's really what this time is about. And it's not just for me. You might be getting a raise at work and like living your best life, getting into shape. And you might be in a better place than I am with, with some of those things right now. And, but that doesn't mean that everything in your life is perfect. We're all kind of in this crazy psyop of society, like collapsing. Society is collapsing all around us. There is an engineered takedown of everything we know and love, all of our freedoms, all of just this life in general, like a, a, a capitalist, you know, a lot of people think of capitalism as like consumerism, but, but a free market capitalism just means that we have the opportunity to make a living doing what we love. And they're trying to take that away from us. 
And so we're all kind of dealing with these issues right now. And, and some are choosing, you know, a lot of people are choosing to ignore it. A lot of people are saying, no, 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 they don't want to believe it. It's not easy to look at. So, I mean, I get it. Sometimes, every once in a while, I have that same fleeting thought of like, I don't, I can't look at this right now. You know, and a lot of it stems from, you know, where I'm at. Like, sometimes it's hard to look at the fact that we are on the brink of war when I don't even have a roof over my head, like my own place, my own property. Like I have a roof over my head, yes, and we can kind of leave when we need to leave. If some, you know, if, if, if everything hit the fan here, boom, we're out of here, right? With our house and all our belongings. And that's great. It's like the best bug out bag on earth, you know? But at the same time, there's, there's thoughts that creep in like, well, you know, what if you had a well out in the woods with a garden and you were just, you were good to go. And so um, it's hard sometimes to look at all the things going on because it stresses me out and it makes me feel an, e an even bigger sense of urgency um, for the things that aren't really available to us right now. And, and there's nothing I can do about it. So, so willful ignorance or just choosing to turn a blind eye to some things, it happens to the best of us. I'm the type of person who I listen to um, a lot of different podcasts from a lot of people. I listen to a lot of experts, financial experts. I'm constantly taking in information. I, I like to do it when I'm, when I'm cleaning, when I'm going for walks, you know, haven't been, haven't been going for walks lately. And I got to say, it was so hot in the RV recently that even cleaning was just like, I can't, like I need to just lay here with this water bottle on my body, this frozen water bottle. But now I'm getting to this point where, okay, I am thankful for everything I do have and I'm going to stop looking at what I don't have. And I can't, you know, I've got to give this to God. I have to. Because, you know, there's something I'm supposed to be learning from all of this, right? There's, a, it's honestly, it feels like there are a million things I'm supposed to be learning from all of this, from not just what's going on in the world, but from my own personal situation and, and likely from yours too. And um, so I just want to spend the time learning from it, focusing on what I should be doing, right? What can I be doing better? Well, not complaining and whining about all of this is probably step one. Being thankful for all of the wonderful things I have is probably also step one. <laughs> Those two things go hand in hand. Um, you know, I'm at my parents' house right now. I have the ability to come here and work on my computer and kind of get back into the swing of things because it's, the, the internet's faster here. Um, and that's why you might hear the fan in the background. You might hear an echo. It's a bigger house that kind of echoes in here. And, and I'm sorry for that. I hope the fan's not driving you nuts. Because I think this is an important message. Like, we all need to learn how to be strong through everything going on. And sometimes we get off track. And there's a temptation for self-pity and to beat ourselves up over it. And that self-pity and beating yourself up really keeps you down. It doesn't, it doesn't help you get out of this situation. I have noticed um, a few things that helped me was, honestly, that it's going to sound kind of ridiculous, but I started reading a book, just a guilty pleasure book, because one day I was like, well, I'm not doing anything with my life. I was literally just, and, and I'm a go-getter. I'm a go-getter. I like to get up first thing in the morning. I like to be doing things. 
and I don't like to really sit still in the afternoons and the evenings. I like to uh, relax and decompress, not the afternoons, but the evenings. Um, and I do like to have fun and enjoy myself. I'm not like overworking myself, but I am a type A personality who likes to be getting things done, moving forward, progressing at all times. And I mean, for me to be sitting there in a room just staring, I'm not even kidding you because I can't look at my phone all day. Like I can't, I don't have Facebook and Instagram. And if I did, I wouldn't want to be staring at them. I've got Telegram, but I, even that's like 20 minutes. And, 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 and I just didn't know what to do with my time. And I was so, I was just sitting there. Like I was just, I'm not even kidding you. <laughs> it's been a weird few weeks. Um, so I picked up a book, a guilty pleasure, you know, fiction. And this girl was getting a new job in the book. And um, I was like, man, yeah, I need to focus on that, right? But, but even then it was like, I couldn't, I still wasn't able to pick myself out of this hole, up out of this hole. A little bit of self-pity, like a, self, a pit of self-pity that I was in. And um, really, we have to recognize when we're in that pit because so often we're like, no, everything's bad for me. But I've learned, even though I'm not, I don't always get myself out of it immediately, I've learned to acknowledge when I'm there and to say, you know, you're doing this to yourself. This isn't what... This isn't where God wants you to be. He does not want you to be in this pit. He warns against this. Stay away from this. This is your own choice. It's your own choice to be pitying yourself in your situation. Okay, no one's putting you in that situation. You're supposed to be strong enough to stay out of that pit. Stay away from the pit. But if you're, if you're not and you get in it, which I did, you've got to recognize it and you've got to pull yourself out. Because nothing good is going to come. So then the next thing that, and this sounds absolutely insane, but I, we were watching, we went to a hotel to get away for a few days around my birthday. And, um, you know, one of the days it was just nice to be somewhere with air conditioning and not feel like we had to go uh, walk all over town and explore and do whatever and just like relax. So we were uh, kind of relaxing in the afternoon. And then the movie Clueless was on. So I was watching it and <laughs> the movie Clueless like helped pull me out of my pit because I'm like watching it and I'm like, man, they're on top of their game. They're all fit and like they're like living their best lives. I know uh, she goes through a little bit of a slump. I mean, that's kind of the story. And then she, she comes out better. She learns something and she comes out better in the end. And they're doing like makeovers, you know? And I'm like, man, I need to make myself over right now so bad. I've got to stop this. I've got to like shake myself out of this. Like when we get back home, I've got to end this nonsense. Okay. And then without dragging on more and more about my personal life, we got back home. So we talked about it. We're like, man, we didn't find a house to buy here. This is a, this is a huge bummer. But you know what? We can do this. We got to just power through. We're going to get home. And then, and then I watched the movie Clueless, like I said. And I was like, I can do this. I've got to get back, to, back on the grind at work. And I've got I've to get back to my exercise routine. And I've got to get back to just eating right. You know, like I'm a wellness coach and I had completely fallen off the bandwagon. And I'm like, I don't even want to tell anyone. I'm a wellness coach. I haven't been off the bandwagon like this in years. I'm telling you. I had absolutely hit this, like, I don't even know an expression to use for what happened. Just, like, a point 
where I have not been in years and years and years and years. Low, low point. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, 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 so we got back home. Sorry, I'm kind of all over the place, just in awe about the nonsense that has taken place in this last three weeks. Um, we got back home and it was 118 degrees. And I was just like, I cried. <laughs> I, I cried yet again. I was like, oh, <laughs> it's too hot to live. And um, it really was, you know, it's one thing if you're in a house with, you know, a lot of people are in Arizona right now that are listening to this podcast and they're like, it's not that bad. I mean, yeah, but you are living in an air conditioned home. You are not living in an RV. I'm not even joking. It was 90 plus degrees in there. I, I, I'm not exactly sure how hot it got because we don't have a thermometer in there, like the thermostats for the AC doesn't tell you how, what the temperature is in there. It's weird. Anyway. Um, it was at least 95 degrees. I mean, I, I'm not even exaggerating. When it was 115 outside and we walked outside to go somewhere one day, it didn't feel like it was that much hotter than the inside. It felt hotter. It did. But it didn't feel like it was 30 degrees hotter or 20 degrees hotter. It felt maybe 10 to 15 degrees hotter. Like, it, it got bad in there. And now, you know, the temperatures are down to what? Oh, only 105. Ooh, it's a chill a chill coming through. So now it's like, it's a little bit better. It still gets hot in there, but it's a little bit better. Anyway, I, I had to change my mentality about it. So the next day after we got back, after I had my last and final breakdown, <laughs> I've decided, you know what? Um, this is wrong. This is, I can control my perspective and my attitude on what's going on. And so I just decided to look at this like, this is making me stronger. This is making me able to handle more than I could handle before. This is, I had to come, apparently I had to get down to this bottoming out, not rock bottom, but, but hitting a low to, to realize that like, I need to make some massive changes and I'm making them. And I feel good about where I've been the last few days. And um, I'm recording this podcast just because I feel like you have been here before, you will be here again, and you might be here right now. And I don't know. I just I had to put it out there. You know, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world. We all just have to power through it. I don't know if this is useful for anyone. Honestly, I didn't mean to come on and just, like, talk about myself and my problems. And, and that's really not – I don't – I don't really feel like they're problems like I did a few days ago. It's like almost like my perspective has changed. Like now I feel like, you know, it's in God's hands. I'm going to focus on what I can do. And that has to do with my diet, my exercise, work, and my attitude, right? If I could just get those four things, that's a lot to put on one's plate. But, but it's, been, it's been better already. Just knowing that like having that mindset of this is making me stronger. This is making me better. God has this. He has plans to prosper me and not to harm me. And he's in control. He knows what lies ahead. And things are going to happen in his timing, on his, in his way, for a reason. And if I can just, you know, when you are sinning, you are blocking. Like when you're living in a sin that you aren't um, actively trying to turn around or get forgiveness for, you're kind of blocking your direct communication, your line with God. You don't really hear him. And I didn't realize until something I had recently read that, you know, all this worry and trying to control all of these things and have it all in my own hands um, and my unthankfulness, my ungrateful attitude, that's a sin. 
that was me sinning without even asking forgiveness, without thinking about it, without trying to turn it around, you know? Like, yeah, we're, we're all sinners. We're all making mistakes all the time. But like living in an active sinning lifestyle of, of un, ungratefulness and, you know, not putting my trust and faith in God and trying to control everything. And not only was it leading me down a bad path, but it was really, it's really been blocking me hearing what God wants me to do. And so I've been thinking like, God is silent. Why is he silent right now? Why isn't he guiding me? And maybe he doesn't have, there's no place for me to go right now. Maybe he is guiding me. He's telling me, Kristen, get these things in check so we can progress you on to the next level. The rest is going to come in due time. You know what I mean? Like he is talking to me, but I'm listening for one specific message. God, what's next? What's next? What's next? Where do we move? Where do we go? Where do we build this house? And that's not the message that God thinks is most important for me right now. Right? So is there something you're asking God for? And that's not what he's trying to tell you right now. That's not the important lesson he has for you. It might be the most important thing in your mind, but God's working on something else in you, in your character, right? And that's exactly what's happening here with me. Like God's telling me I need to work on something with my character and not some external circumstance. So, you know, I'm saying he's silent, but he's, he's just not talking about that one thing right now. And that's a really great thing to learn and realize. And uh, honestly, it gives me, I feel hopeful and grateful and excited all over again. So I'm just putting that out there. Um, that's the message for today. I am going to get back on podcasting about health and wellness and, and likely current events because I just can't stop speaking out about the insanity that's happening. And I think we all need to be aware. But I do, um, I do have a direction I want to go with things. And I'd like it to be, this is my idea, I'd like it to be, you know, our body is God's temple. And how can we best take care of that and honor God's temple? And that really comes down to, you know, what we do. If we take pharmaceuticals and vaccines and, and antidepressants, or if we take our health and wellness into our own hands, like, are we getting enough exercise? All these kinds of things. What are we eating? You know, are we putting pleasure over like our health? You know, there's a time for enjoyment, but you can, you can enjoy things that are good for you and healthy. And, um, so anyway, I do want to go down that path. Eventually, I think I'm going to hopefully make a series or just make this podcast about that. But anyway, that's my message for today. Putting it out there. Hope it did something to you, spoke to someone. I mean, there must be someone that this message is for. So have a good day and, uh, I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye.